0: Welcome to Wisdom at the Crossroads. I'm your host, Amanda Onchelenko, and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice remotely. Together, let's pause the rhythm of the day as we dive into the backstories of an artistic life, my life, exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. So get yourself a beverage and let's settle in for a short while as we reflect on how some of my favorite paintings have evolved and what wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. I know my season one intention has been to introduce you to some of the artwork I live with and to chat a little about the stories and lessons that inspired and were inspired by them. And we will be chatting about art today. The piece we're going to discuss is just a little out of order. It's been a very long winter here and you know how sometimes you just need to shake things up a little Well, that's kind of how I'm feeling, so I am allowing myself a little flexibility with the plan. In today's episode, we will be taking a virtual break from my own space to introduce you to a piece called Town's End that moved in with its forever family some time ago. When our girls were really small, I sought ways to acknowledge my creative drive. I did some ceramics on the kitchen counter, hand-building lanterns at nap time. I doodled with watercolour and chalk pastel, and even some stained glass. All of these outlets came with sharp edges, toxic ingredients or were so appealing to inquiring small hands that any progress quickly devolved into a tactile game of squish. I learned to compartmentalise my creative projects, to seek non-toxic avenues to address my need for experimentation and discovery. Textiles solved that equation. They were tactile, quenched my thirst for colour and could be picked up for short periods of time and abandoned without interfering with the process. I was composing large art quilts at the time in piecemeal segments that exhibited internationally. I worked from my basement sewing room under daylight bulbs where I machine-stitched into the night. David Bowie serenaded me with his expansive catalogue while I was happily at play and my smalls slept. I had befriended neighbours on my street at that time. They were both home economics grads that also had an affinity for cloth and textile applications and they kindly invited me to join their stitch group. This was a group of women who had met when their children were small. They had recognised the need for mummy time that did not involve parenting, a place where women gathered in support of each other. The Stitch Girls were 10 to 15 years ahead of me and they had figured it out. Together their experiences combined to cover all the potentials. They had accomplished, confronted, commanded, conceded, succeeded, failed and grown. They had grown together through all that life had given them, and all of it with the support of each other. And boy, they had a lot of the answers I then sought. Stitch continues and remains a highlight when we get together. They even inspired another circle of women friends I initiated on the Montessori playground. The mama's story for another day, suffice it to say, the gift of friendship grows and supports us through life's chapters in all of our lives fast forward several years to a gracious weekend invitation to the recently remodeled and expanded lake home of one of our stitch girls in Woodchuck Bay which is part of Canada's picturesque Lake of the Woods as an aside there is also a little Woodchuck Bay a zigzag island and a labyrinth of channels and bays that have obliterated many an undercarriage on speedy watercraft operated by even the savviest of boaters in Lake of the Woods we arrived at our friend's home to admire the new addition and were excited we could all be together and be so comfortably accommodated. The weekend was a welcome retreat and a feast of friendship, camaraderie and support, mostly undertaken with laughter in the air and wine glasses in our hands. I am a swimmer with a morning weekday habit at the YMCA that I have kept up for most of the 30 years I have been a resident, then citizen, in Canada. Getting up early is a second nature to me, so in the early morning after our overnight gathering, I crept outside and made my way down to the dock to take in lake life at water level. The morning was still and clear before the families of boats towing skiers were on the move and the community that rose each day to play was not quite ready for coffee. The view across the lake was wide and majestic, still and inviting. It was tranquil, with the remnant sunrise still in the air and the gentle echo of remote ripples tapping quietly against the understructure of the decking. The birds had been awake for hours and were as chatty as our girlfriends had been. The moment was a peaceful pause before the day really began and others in our group joined me on the dock with coffee. Some dipped their toes into the lake from the end of the dock and a few others joined me to swim in the dark, cool and refreshing channel. I took some photographs of the view from the dock that morning of cottages hobbled along the opposite bank in generational groupings. There were lake neighbours known and in view, yet still off in the distance. Back at the studio some time later, I prepped a square 30 by 30 inch canvas to accept my painterly thoughts. I began with quinoquidone red light that I am sorry but I may have just killed with my pronunciation. I call it Q-red for short because I really don't know how to say it. And I am not going to pretend that I do. I do love its clear blushing rose vibe though. It's a favourite of mine and with it I sketched the suggestion of a space divided by a horizon line upon which I added the most basic of lake life infrastructure, referencing that which came into view that morning from the end of my friend's tranquil dock. The red-pink marks made with a square flat bristled brush developed to suggest a community on the opposite shore, backlit in thin early morning sunlight. Initially I added the ladder rails from which reluctant swimmers made their way into the watery depths and all of us used to climb back onto the dock from the water. Their addition felt too little to me at the time, and altered the suggestion I was hoping to achieve of that lovely morning in that ruggedly beautiful lake country. The composition felt more restricted with their addition. So, with a liberal dose of rich cobalt blue, among other blues and greens I had then on my palette, I painted over the man-made additions in favor of the suggestion of a natural landscape, raw and unstructured. An image more in tune with that particular moment in time. I was reminded in the process that sometimes less can be more, and in the case of this painting, it was definitely simplicity that I sought. My friend could recognise her tranquil oasis, while a viewer unfamiliar with Lake Country terrain could still find their own connection to this painterly suggestion of a place. I want you to know that I don't actively seek homes for my art beyond an invitation to studio open houses, events or exhibits. I don't want my friends to feel an obligation to buy pieces inspired by their distinct and familiar landscapes and I definitely don't want to be forfeited an invitation for a future visit to a lake because of the fear of it. It did so happen that my friend was drawn to this piece in my studio prior to realising it had been inspired by that peaceful memory at the end of her family's dock. She appreciated the simple reference to place and did invite that painting to find a permanent home on a stairway at her lovely lakeside home. It lives where every visitor can't help but to pass it. I may have mentioned in previous stories how a large painting can expand a small space to enhance the experience of both. Mounted as it is in a descending stairway, this painting has the effect of a window that is also a conversation piece. The 30 by 30 inch square image draws visitors down the stairs to the lake to enjoy their own experience of beautiful Lake of the Woods at Town's End. The story of a painting founded on simplicity combined with the theory that less really is more inspires a simple meditative journey in this episode. I would ask you to find a comfortable spot where you can rest undisturbed. For anyone driving or operating heavy machinery while listening, I would like to remind you to come back later when you have some time for yourself. So let's get comfortable and take a couple of cleansing breaths to settle us into our space. Notice your body and how it is supported, whether you are seated or lying down, on a couch, a bed, a yoga mat, in a chair, or simply on the floor. Breathe in and out through your nose as you take stock of where you are. Notice how your body feels. Add supports like a rolled up towel or a pillow under your knees or at the nape of your neck if you feel the need. And let's begin to notice our breath as we settle into a comfortable rhythm. Let's give ourselves permission to take these few minutes for ourselves. As your body relaxes, are you aware of any points of pressure or resistance in your body as you consciously consider it? If so, direct the attention of your breath to that specific spot. Breathing in and breathing out. Seeking balance, contemplating ease. Should your thoughts wander to something on your list, to an event or an obligation, notice the thought and gently remind yourself There is plenty of time for that later. For now, we breathe, acknowledge, soften, breathing in and out in your own soothing and comfortable rhythm. Peace is a word on my mind a lot lately. And our visit today with Townsend reinforces the need for moments of respite, even if they are brief and virtual. I'd like more peace in my own life and I don't think I'm alone in this desire. The acts of being creative, and painting in particular, Are actions that can take me to a peaceful place. At other times, when I find myself in a thoughtful or contemplative mood, I ask myself, How can I attain more peace in my life? Where do I begin? The first thing for us all to remember is that peace and comfort can be found in every day. and at any point in that day. Any time, in fact, that we want to connect to it. Sometimes we close ourselves off to the potential of access. We get caught up in the juggle of all the balls we have in the air. And when rattled, we can forget that we have the capacity to build in small moments for ourselves. Moments that will help us to cope with the circumstances of the life we have chosen. One of the first things we can do is to remind ourselves that our energy goes where our attention flows. We can take responsibility for our thoughts and actions. We can trust ourselves to navigate challenging circumstances. We can allow ourselves to be open. To accept the potential for a new and loving experience, we can curate for ourselves. To trade in the hype of activity for a very virtual hug, Let's start with the breath. Our breath is the simplest vehicle there is to peace. When we bring awareness to the course of our breath, we can assist ourselves in calming our senses. We are able to reboot our reactive responses with a pause. And that pause will help us to secure a peaceful moment in the midst of the chaos that exists around us. Another way to access a peaceful moment for ourselves is through visualisation. I am curious about imagery and our individual experience of it. As I think right now of peace, I see a wash of silvered light raining down upon me. It is as if I am the recipient of a gentle and kind waterfall that is dousing me, not with actual water or even anything remotely wet, but symbolically, with a glittering light that washes over me in a continuous arc. It is refreshing, and I feel refreshed. I believe it comes with a blessing that is so far removed from my conscious thought that I can only experience it as a dreamlike image. Glowing, radiating, embracing me in a protective, moving light. I wonder, what do you see when you allow yourself the creative luxury of visualisation? There is no wrong way to do it. Your way is the right way for you. So, with your eyes closed and your body comfortably resting, I'd like to invite you on a short journey. Let's take ourselves virtually to the end of a dock or a fishing or swimming pier, maybe to a beach or a forest, or even a grassy clearing. I want you to imagine some place that resonates for you as peaceful and tranquil. It is a place where you have no obligations or plans other than to rest for just a moment. It is a place you design and one you reserve just for yourself. It is where you can take yourself for a quiet, restorative time. While there, I am gifting you with an imaginary paintbrush so you can compose the elements that surround you. First, I will ask you to add in the horizon line as it appears in your very specialised view. Does your horizon divide sky from water? Or land from air? Or is the horizon concealed by a stand of ancient trees that surround you protectively? Remember you get to compose the location. If you need more light, go ahead and use your magical paintbrush to splash some in. Too bright? Tone down the light with a similar brushstroke that is magically powered by your thoughts. The process is simple and happens with ease. There is no judgment or expectation. When you have created your view, notice what sounds surround you. Is it morning? or twilight, or somewhere in between. Has anyone joined you there? If there is someone you would like to invite, go ahead and extend an invitation. Take in the majesty of this location alone, if that is what you need and prefer, or with your guest. Breathe in this place, this unique sanctuary. It is as unique as you are. You are always welcome here. Take note of the simple beauty that surrounds you. Notice the elements you have conceived that have brought this place to life. Know you can return to this tranquil location anytime you wish. You have created it and you will always know the way home to yourself. Breathing in and out, Continue for a couple more cycles, in and out, in and out, before we begin to invite movement back into our bodies. With movement, we return slowly to our awareness after this reflective pause. Open your eyes only when you are ready. And may you discover moments of tranquility, comfort and peace as you make your way back into the rest of your day. Thank you for joining me. Be well. Thanks for joining me. I hope you were able to find something that resonated for you as we journeyed through the backstories of art, life and inspiration together. Watch for new episodes to drop weekly on Tuesdays. I'll meet you there with your morning coffee or afternoon tea as we gather in my studio remotely. Unless, of course, you knock on my door or pop into my messages. Find me on Instagram at mandartcanada or on my website www.mandart.ca, where you'll find show notes and images of the artworks we discuss on the podcast in the blog. Feel free to bring a friend or reach out with your questions or comments. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I will look forward to joining with you again as we seek wisdom at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Take care. Bye now.